Hey guys, welcome to this bonus episode of the Haas Lady Podcast. I've been sitting down with different experts and just chatting about how our worlds all collide in some form or fashion with organizations. So this is just two folks sitting down to chat, learn about each other's expertise. So sit back, grab some coffee and tea, hang out with us while we chat. Enjoy. All right, everybody. Hey, it's Becky, the host lady, and we are here sitting down chatting with Miss Lee. I'm going to mess up her last name, even though I practiced before it. It's Huo. To say oh, it right. Perfect. Holy Thank cow. You. Oh, my God. Thank gosh. you. I said it right. It's kind of like when I say Worcestershire and I like what I just said Worcestershire. OK, same thing. Anyway, <laughs> guys. I am excited beyond measure to be sitting down and talking with Miss Lee Huo about makeup and our beauty products and skincare and self-care. And wow, what an amazing time to have caught Miss Lee because she is actually doing her own campaign in January about decluttering our makeup and our products that we buy. So I'm super excited to be talking to her today. Miss Lee, introduce yourself. Tell us all about what you do and what you love to talk about. Becky, I just have to say thank you for the beautiful pronunciation of my name. I'm so <laughs> happy to be here. Um, I am a skincare expert. That is uh, something that I don't know, people don't usually talk about, they all automatically assume that someone is a dermatologist if they're in the medical field or an esthetician. Um, I'm not going to give you all of my backstory because that probably will take up the whole uh, podcast, but I do have a medical background. Um, I am not a dermatologist, but I have a huge interest in skincare, always have, probably since the seventh grade. And uh, part of that, I remember as an immigrant family, um, we did not have a lot of expendable income. But in seventh grade, my mom took me to an Elizabeth Arden counter. Now mm-hmm. I'm dating myself. Most mm-hmm. people will have, I don't know what age group your your audience in, but they don't have any idea who Elizabeth Arden is. Basically, it was a very good, uh, prestigious, I think at the time, um, makeup line, cosmetic line. She took mm-hmm. me there and she said, Lee, you should always wash your face every single day. You should take care of your face. Here's a jar of Elizabeth Arden um, cream. So from that day forth, I took care of my skin. What she demonstrated to me there is that I am worthy. Yes. Right. That we would rather give up coffee. And along my career, I have given up coffee or going out, you know, getting drinks at night with friends because I wanted my quality skincare. So anyway, so as time marched on about seven years, seven years ago, I left my first profession and I um, started a med spa aesthetic practice. And that's where I learned all the uh, stuff about face, um, as far as procedures are concerned, laser Mm -hmm. rejuvenations, um, the things that you that you might have heard of in the media, such as something called a vampire facial, which is called microneedling, um, chemical peels, basically a lot of the facial procedures um, in offices that you hear about. But my passion is skincare and what we can do at home for ourselves so that we can look the best that we can. If you want to, it's not, you don't have to, okay? I want to make it very clear. For me, why I choose to take care of my face, of course, yes, my mom gave me the instructions, sort of started me on the path. But for me, it's an indication of Mm self-love. It's an indication of self-care. It's an indication of self-respect, too, that I'm important enough to take the time, money, and effort 
to look the best that I can. And there's just no arguing that if I look the best that I think I can, then I feel great. It's there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, I, for one, and my audience knows this, but Lee, you probably don't know, but I have suffered from depression in my past a lot. And especially in the past couple of years, it's been pretty hard with the passing of my mom. And there were days where it was all I could do to just brush my hair. Like yeah. it didn't matter if my clothes were clean or if my face was washed or if I had makeup dripping down or whatever. Like it was, it was really difficult, but for you to say that it's a way for us to show self-love and, oh my gosh, that is so, so true. Just taking care of your appearance and your body in that way. It's not always about what you eat and how you exercise. It's about what you are actually putting on your face and in your hair and those products that are going to make you feel good and I guess age well, all of that. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that sometimes um, some, I hear some women and just friends, colleagues, whatever over the years, oh, I don't have time for that. Mm -hmm. I just don't care as much as you do. And (sighs) and that's fine, right? I mean, to each their own. But what I really want to emphasize here is that I'm not talking about perfection. I know Mm -hmm. I can't fight a clock. I know I can't fight gravity. I have very realistic expectations of what I can do, what's within my control and what is not. So I'm not talking about, oh, you're going to be looking 21 when you're 60. Well, quite (laughs) frankly, I don't want to look 21 when I'm 60, you know, but, but could I look 50? Yeah. Yeah. My skin just look bright, even with its wrinkles. Absolutely. Yes. And so that's sort of what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just going to sort of launch into, so January is an interesting month because in your world, um, you you may be experiencing some of things. It's, you know, a time for renewal, a time for goal setting. And so for my audience and for my clients, I have sort of issued a challenge of, hey, let's declutter our makeup drawer, our skincare product, the bathroom cabinet. And I unearthed quite a bit of stuff even for myself. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah. And we all do it. We all buy yeah. new stuff all the time. Do you yeah. know about the lipstick effect? No. What is that? So the lipstick effect, it's real. It's an economic ob- observation that during times of recession or high stress, lipstick sales go hit the roof. Really? So after 9-11, this mm. is like well-documented. After the 2008, that big recession, mm-hmm. and now we're supposedly heading into a recession. I'm not here to talk about that, but mm-hmm. they're, they're starting to see lipstick spikes because it is a small piece of luxury that women can purchase. Yeah. It will make a dramatic difference on how they look. Oh my goodness. So true. Yeah. Think so about true. The tubes of lipstick you have, and it's easy to buy and it's relatively cheap, right? It's not a huge right. investment. Right, right, right. Although I'm probably not the best example because I have never loved lipstick. I am probably the exception to I can do my eye makeup all day long. I love doing my nails. I love my hair. Lipstick for some reason has just not been my I, now chapstick girl. I have oh. one of these in my car, in the bathroom, by my bed, on my desk, everywhere. I love my Look. chapstick. Look at that. <laughs> There's your chapstick. Too. Girl, I hear you. 
<laughs> this is my favorite, the bliss tech, this one right here. I have, um, yeah, I have about three or four laying around in this house. That's this one's sitting funny. right in front of my, my screen. So I get you. I understand. <laughs> There's nothing worse than yeah. cat lips. <laughs> That's too funny that the, the lipstick effect, I had never heard that before. So in, in cases like that, and you're talking about how you're uncovering the things that you've been decluttering out of your makeup drawer, what are things that you're kind of coming across? Like, are you finding your excess lipsticks and thinking, why did I yes. buy this? Um, what is yes. coming up for you with that? Yep. So number one, red lipstick keeps coming up. I don't wear red lipstick. There's something about the psychology of red lipstick. I think that when someone sees it on someone else or when I see it on someone else, I'm like, that is so glamorous. Yes. I want that. Mm -hmm. Maybe I could pull it off. And I'm not saying I can't pull off because that's all subjectivity. Um, yeah. But I don't feel comfortable wearing red. And I had like six tubes of it. None of it was used. And so, and then what's interesting about, I can't gift it to anybody. Right. Gift, like here, I'm not using this tube of lipstick. You want it? Like it'll look better on you. You can't do that. I mean, yeah. clothing you can, right? Clothing when you're declining clothing or even like maybe kitchenware, you know, you could gift those things. I mean, re-gift. Um, right, right. I think I can't. What I also find with my clients, I used to do this not as much anymore because of coaching and because um, I've carried the coaching principles into skincare as well as to be very intentional. Mm -hmm. And so what I find is that sometimes clients will buy slim, similar things over and over again. Mm. So I'm talking about skincare, okay, like certain types of things. And we need to diversify. But why don't we diversify? Because while well, this is what we know, yeah, this is what's safe. So I'm going to keep buying it in different forms from different brands. Oh, wow. What did you just hit on that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because there's like a million brands out there. Like that's part of the noise. And that's part of what I do with clients is to help them tone down the noise. And let's really hone in on what you want to do for your skin. There's some basic things, but let's really be intentional about what we want to do. And there's a lot of bright, shiny things all over the place. Constant noise. If you're on social media too, between influencers mm -hmm. and, you know, famous, whoever celebrities, you know, telling you, this is it, this is it. So it's really hard. I think for the average woman to hear all of these messages and marketing ploys and be like, well, what am I supposed to use? So you end up buying a bunch of stuff. You don't end up buying anything. Right. Or you buy a bunch of stuff, you use it once or twice and you're like, oh, the miracle didn't happen. Yes. I didn't all of a sudden get a million followers on TikTok because all of a sudden I'm buying that, you know, new lip gloss or whatever. Yeah, that's, that is so true on so many aspects of everything in yes. our life. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Right. I mean, because I think we can see that at least for me in, in fashion or in clothes, there are certain types of clothing that I'm comfortable in. So if you look at my closet, I have seven, eight flannel shirts. <laughs> and they're do you all wear flannel. I do. I love okay. it. Yeah, I do. I love it. I mean, I wear it, but like I would have to restrain myself. I was like, no, you have seven that are just fine at home. You don't need another one. Right. right. So, so in the world of skincare, I have some clients that have like four different facial cleansers and, but yet 
they're all the same type of cleanser. So you're not diversifying, if you will, or, you know, I think about financial portfolios, like diversifying your, um, your assets, if you will. That's the same thing with skincare. We need to know what each product is doing for our face. Yeah. So what do you recommend as like, if you were, so for like, I just earlier talked with a weight loss coach who uh, is the sugar-free MD. And she talks about like the basics and just keeping those basics in your, in your kitchen. And it's when we get, you know, too excited at the grocery store that we buy things that we don't need and they end up getting expired and we end up throwing things away. So do you have something like that, that you recommend like a baseline of products in particular? um, I want to address two things. The funny thing is, so they're actually with what you're just referring to, it's really tempting in skincare world to go buy something that's trending. So Mm -hmm. in my decoddering, I found um, stem cell serum and cream made out of placental, sheep placental extract. And I was like, what is this? But at the time I was subjected to the excitement, to the new, Ooh, maybe this is the up and coming, by the way, there's no scientific resource that backs any benefits to that. Just so we're clear. Um, I found a very expensive eye cream that my mother gifted to me. I mean, if you want to gift anything, I guess from your mother, it's perfectly fine. This expensive $415 caviar eye cream made her eyes itch and puffy. So she couldn't use it. So she gave it to me. That should have been a hint to me, but I was stubborn. And I was like, I want to try it anyways. Now I did not have similar reactions as her, but clearly there was the texture and the smell, I just didn't like it. And so that's why I ended up sitting in my medicine cabinet. But how do you throw away a $450 cream of like, you? I couldn't do it. So then during my decluttering phase this month, I decided I pulled it out of the medicine cabinet. I knew it was there, but I just never went back to use it because I have a great eye cream that's like a quarter of the price. Um, and I just use it on my neck and my decolletage. And that's what I advise people to do. You have a product that doesn't belong in your face. I have very well moisturized knees. Yes, I put a lot of stuff on my knees. That's where the stem cell cream went because I wasn't sure what it was going to do to the rest of my body. So I'll put it on my knees. So that's yeah. something I do. Um, I digressed. Um, I understand you were asking me about some basic things. So before I even do that, I want to back up a little and give you the science of aging. Okay. Just one part of it. There's obviously multiple, you know, factors, genetics, environment, et cetera. But at the really molecular level, at the science level, is that as we age, our collagen and elastin and something called hyaluronic acid decreases. So why is that important? Because collagen is what gives our skin structure. If you think of an air mattress, think of the air in that mattress as collagen and elastin and hyaluronic acid. I'm just going to say collagen because it's easier. (laughs) Um, And as you age, it deflates. Okay. Mm -hmm. And as it deflates, that top taut surface isn't there anymore. It starts to cave in. That's our skin. As we lose collagen and the underlying structural support, the skin caves in. So it becomes saggy. Yeah. The wrinkles become deeper. The dry and the dullness is a little separate thing, but just think of it that way. Okay. As we age after the age of 30 already, 
Collagen production decreases by 1% every year. Oh, good. Wow. That's. (laughs) Oh, no, it gets worse for women. Okay. At menopause. Mm. The f- like sort of the perimenopause and the menopause, that five-year span, we lose 30% of collagen. Wow. So this is why there's a big difference. I think women do notice that. That's why women sometimes um, menopause gets demonized like that because they're like, my hair is gone. My face is, you know, um, <laughs> and part of that, I mean, it's all, es- it's loss of estrogen. And then what happens is estrogen plays a role in our skin. So, right. but the bottom line is on a molecular level, it's a loss of collagen because we lose it at a faster rate. We produce it at a lower rate. And the ones that we do produce are not the same in quality. So the goal of skincare is to try to replenish if possible collagen to stimulate collagen, to protect the ones that we do have. So that's really the goal of skincare and a lot of the in-office procedures too. So just keep that in mind as you think about product. So I have um, a webinar that's called the three ingredients you should be putting on your face. So I would encourage your your listeners to check that um, webinar out. It's short, it's 30 minutes, 20 minutes. But, um, and I go into in-depth detail about what ingredients will do that for you. Um, So one of the biggest things, and you probably already know this, most people know how important sunscreen is. Mm -hmm. So sunscreen will protect the current collagen. Okay. The sun UV rays, the UVA rays, the ones that actually penetrate glass and penetrate your, um, the car window, that Mm -hmm. really does allow them to damage your skin. It doesn't burn you. So you think, oh, it's nothing. I'm not going hiking today. I'm not sitting by the pool. So I don't need to put on sunscreen. Oh no, sunscreen needs to go on your face every day. And I would prefer a mineral-based sunscreen. A mineral-based sunscreen. Okay. Yeah. So that's a daily thing. You need an antioxidant of some type, Um, vitamin C, vitamin E. Um, There's a lot of different types of Antioxidants. So you need that during the day as well. That goes underneath your sunscreen. Okay. Yeah. And then at night, you need a cleanser that actually will wash your face. That will actually dissolve the dirt and unplug your pores. So some most most cleansers, um, it's hard to go through all the ingredients, but you just have to read your label. You don't want something that's like rich and hydrating, not usually unless you've had a procedure done in your face. Let me explain to you why a lot of people think that because their face is dry, then they have to moisturize, moisturize, moisturize. It's Mm -hmm. actually counterintuitive. The reason why, as we get older, you'll notice more, why am I more dry and dull? Why does the skin appear that way? Because it's a dead layer of cells that's on the top. As we get older, that whole process of, um, we call it cell turnover, meaning Uh that new cells will be produced and pushed to the top. That whole process slows down. Ooh, big shock. And um, so what we actually want when your skin is dry, actually sometimes, not all the time. So you just have to bear with me a little bit here. It's because we're just moisturizing a whole bunch of dead layer cells on top of our skin. What we really want is the new cells to come to the surface. And so that's why we do want some cleansers that actually dissolves the dead cells and get okay. rid of the dirt. And so that the new cells are allowed to come to the top and you actually have that glow. 
Yeah. I feel like, I feel like I'm way out of my league right now. Like I have a big jug of ponds moisturizer on my bathroom counter. Look, she just, y'all, y'all can't see, but she just covered her face with her head. Bless it. No, I do. I keep big old thing of ponds on my, on my counter. I, I, I use the, uh, like the, um, the Neutrogena oil-free makeup, eye makeup remover. And then I like, wait, is that the two layer one? The The Neutrogena? Yeah, the yeah. Yes. it has like the old, like you shake it up so that the oh good yay I get an applause okay <laughs> that's a good one <laughs> a little better that's no I one. I learned the pawns from my grandmother like she kept it on her desk or on her desk on her vanity and that's what I use because I'm just kind of like oh it reminds me of my grandma well, so I'm glad to doing... remind you of your grandma that's that's <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna knock on that but please. <laughs> I'm getting the big, please do not like, no, 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 no. So, so if we are, well, I don't want to say minimalistic. I don't believe in the minimalist like lifestyle. I feel like you need what you need. And, and there you go. Keeping a whole bunch of stuff may not work if you don't have a lot of room in your home. So if you are in my instance, if you're saying no to the ponds, you know, and I obviously do not, am not sponsored by ponds, so don't come after me or whatever. <laughs> but if I were to change that routine, like you said, the what do you do with those old things that aren't serving you anymore? And oh, those ponds? Old, yeah, ponds like be great I, for your elbows, your heels, <laughs> and your knees. There we go. There I we go. That a hundred percent. So we don't put it on your face anymore. Okay. (laughs) Nope. No more on the face. All right. Um, No, I I do want to say something about that. It goes without saying that, for example, technology has come a long way, probably even like the way that it's changing, like how fast technology changes and shifts, right? Mm -hmm. I can say very similar things about skincare. Okay. Uh, From the time that I took an interest in skincare to now, the stuff that are in the drugstores, well, first of all, the amount has exploded. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I'll just talk about sunscreen. When we used to wear sunscreen, it was heavy. It felt like it blocked our pores and we look like a snowman. Yes. Now I can't imagine my life without sunscreen because now the sunscreens contain antioxidants in there. It contains hyaluronic acid, which is a hydrating sugar molecule that pulls water from the environment. It's one of those things that's naturally found in our skin too, that decreases as we age. Mm -hmm. Um, It's got antioxidants. So, right. So, which is also helps to protect your collagen. Mm -hmm. It's got the hyaluronic acid for hydration. It usually has some type of a brightening ingredient in there, not like a fake concealer type of thing, but just an actual brightening, um, vitamin derivative or antioxidant in there. Mm-hmm. Some of them have stuff in there that helps to fade spots, not in itself, but has a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Yeah. It's just, if you don't use it, it's almost like why you're doing, you would be doing so much good for your skin. And I want to tell you this, cause not many people know about this. So mineral, why I recommend mineral for several reasons, but one of the big reasons is a lot of us are spending a lot of time on zoom now. I yes. Mean, it's just the facts. <laughs> yes. Uh So high, these are called high energy visible light or the blue light. Uh There's currently no evidence that blue light is going to cause 
photo aging. We call that phenomenon photo aging from the light affects our skin negatively, like the sun could. There are no studies that prove that because this phenomenon just hasn't been around that long for us to make those observations. But mineral sunscreen protects you from that visible light, blue light. Okay. And I'm saying, hey, why not? I've got to use it for other reasons. The fact that it protects me from potentially harmful thing, I'm going to use it. Yeah. Also when it's tinted. Okay. So sink. So there's a lot of now suns. So the sunscreens are not the surfer white nose (laughs) things that we perhaps think that sunscreens are some of us, Mm -hmm. they're now tinted so that there's like a 98% color match to the Mm -hmm. population. It's not a foundation. So that's why it doesn't need to match a skin color, but it's got sort of, um, they call it powder in a reflex light. So that's why it can mix with a lot of, it'll work with a lot of skin color, the same tint. Now that has ingredients called iron oxides in it. Iron oxide, I know I'm talking a lot of science. Um, Iron oxide (laughs) gives the color, but again, it protects us against visible light. Okay. So like, it's almost like it's sacrilegious to not use sunscreen. (laughs) Right. No, I would 100% agree with you. I am... When I am very freckled, I am very fair. I, when I get in the sun, I don't tan. I just, my freckles connect. And then I look like I have one big, you know, one big tan. It's just one large freckle, but yes. Yeah. Yeah, That's that's me too. Now I'm learning so much because obviously I'm using my moisturizer that I thought was, (laughs) I need to change that. I need to really be focusing on those um, sunscreens that have the good, uh, the good sunscreen, the, sorry, the foundations that have the sunscreen in it and and moisturizers and mineral, the mineral. Okay. So the specific ingredients, so mineral, there's two ingredients, the zinc oxide and titanium dioxide. So all you have to, a lot of the labels now will tell you, they'll say mineral sunscreen. It will say that. Um, but the, the, so there's only two ingredients that's classified under mineral sunscreens, um, zinc oxide and titanium dioxide. Now, if you could get one that's above 10% on the zinc oxide, you're good. Okay. I will love a 20% one. And when you have 20%, it really protects. I mean, it has protection from both rays, UVA and UVB, but I love the zinc oxide because it protects against UVA so well for me, UV, you know, so UVA is the one that comes through windows, um, that doesn't technically burn you, um, but it's always constantly in the background. That's the one I'm more concerned with because I don't go surfing. I don't go sit out in the sun. That's not yeah. what I do anymore. But just the day-to-day, that's what I'm more concerned with. And so I love that. And so the mineral, another benefit is that, again, take it or leave it, but um, it's coral reef safe. I have yeah. less you know, guilty conscience about going into the ocean on my periodic vacations. If I'm wearing uh, mineral sunscreens on my body, I don't want to contribute to the problem. And mm-hmm. Hawaii has outlawed the chemical based sunscreen. They only will oh, wow. import mineral in their stores. They don't check consumers suitcases, but um, yeah. but for their own stores, et cetera, then that's, that's what, so there's a lot of benefits to that. Yeah. My daughter was actually a, um, uh, Marie biologist major for like for a little while she was down in Florida and she came back and she had 
that was one of her things that she listed. She, you know, from now on, we have to make sure it's coral safe. And I was like, oh, that's nice. That's awesome. Oh. Sunscreen. So I didn't even know that was a thing until she was in school down there. So I learn things every day from everywhere. This is fantastic. I love it. So I kind of want to talk about like if we are decluttering our skincare routine, let's say that we now we know what the basics that we need to have in our in our bathrooms, in our you know daily routines. Like if we are constantly going out and buying new things. So like you have you were talking about the the eye cream that your mother gave you that it had a weird smell. Let's say we buy something like that. It smells funny. It doesn't work the way we think it's going to work. In in my world, this is where I am probably the unpopular opinion of throw it away. Because it's just going to take up room in your house unless you actually have a specific use for it. Like you said, you can now use it on your knees and, you know, moisturize your elbows and things like that. Fantastic. But you know, what about the makeup that we buy? What about oh, yeah. the hair stuff that we buy or anything that we buy that we thought we're going to, you know, solve all our problems and it doesn't, it's not yeah. what we want. So, yeah, I, I think that is so interesting. The psychology at the time that we purchase it. Right. And yeah. I think I touched a little bit about this before. Sometimes we're on vacation and we're, we decide to treat ourselves to something and it's like, Oh, I'm going to buy this. And I have clients that have those products. And as soon as I look at it, I'm like, nope, it's <laughs> not a high quality product. I understand in the time you were, you know, in the mood, you were happy, you were on vacation, you were relaxed, like, yeah, let me buy this because maybe this will bring back the feeling of the vacation and of maybe your condition at the time. Yes. So, so there's definitely that there is, yes, the maybe this time this will work. Mm-hmm. There's definitely that. And I, and what I have to say about skincare though, it is a long-term game. Yeah. It is an investment in time and effort and yes, money too, but, and it's hard to prove, right? So I have used, so I've taken my care of my skin for a long, long time. So you can say on one hand, it's just your genetics. You were going to look like that anyways. And I would like to differ. I was like, I don't think so, but it's hard to prove that. Right. How am I going to prove? How am I going to prove it otherwise? I can't. Right. And so what I tell clients who are sort of like, well, I'm already this age. Isn't it too late for me? And I say, mm-hmm. no, because what if you are right now the face at 40? What if you could have the same face when you're 50 or 55? Mm-hmm. Isn't that accomplish something? That's not yeah. being too late. That's taking your care of yourself starting today. It's like fitness, right? Do we start workout today or do we just say, forget it? I'm already out of shape. Why even bother? Yeah. No, you start today. Right. right. And so it, well, it's similar. That's so crazy. Cause I know a lot of people think when they're in their forties and fifties that they've reached, they've, they've passed their prime and it's crazy. Like I'm 40, almost 46, I guess. And to think that, I'm not even halfway. Yes. You know, like I can live past 90, just like anyone else. I'm not even halfway through my life. Why? Yes. Why is right now the time to give up on yes. my, my dream, give up yes. on my, my self-care, give up on my fitness? Like right. you just said, why do we give up like that? No, exactly. 
And I also, in the reverse, I think back to like younger generations and how, you know, my girls, they're 19 and 22 years old and they are influenced by the trends and they want to go out and get the new whatevers and try things and everything. And for them, I do feel like there is kind of a, um, a psychological thing behind it. Like we were saying, like, it's going to make my life better to get these products and not really conditioning, like not really putting into fact, like, is it actually fixing or correcting or enhancing the skin that I have right. now? Yeah. Right. And I, I think part of that is maturity as well. Oh yeah. And yeah. finding your own self-confidence and your own inner strength. Um, I, I talk about this quite a bit too. And, um, you know, taking care of my face doesn't mean that I'm striving for perfection. Yeah. Right. Um, I have no problem talking about this now, but I used to hate my nose. I hate it. Why? It's cute. It's cute. <laughs> we all have our own thing. Right? Okay. But, and if God said to me today, Hey, Lee, if I could change one thing about you, what would it be? I'd be like, change my shape of my nose. Um, so I have come to accept that and that's Mm -hmm. acceptance and that's love for myself, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean I give up taking care of the rest of my face. Do you see how there's a little difference? And I believe that when you're young, I, not everybody, I'm just hypothetically talking. There is this, you look in the mirror and there may be some self-confidence and self dislike, if you will, of oneself. And so it's very easy to fall prey to marketing ploys because you're hoping that this will somehow change you. So then you can feel differently. Whereas maturity comes is I fully accept what I look like currently, Mm -hmm. but I'm also going to put my best foot forward. Yeah. Well, that's part of the acceptance. If you're accepting, this is who I am. This is my skin. This is what I was given. Right. Why not take care of that? Correct. Why not prolong and make myself as, you know, confident for as long as possible, rather than, you know, try all these different things that may not work, I guess. So and I want to touch on that a little bit too, Becky, about what may not work means, because um, it's commitment. So for example, at a certain age, I am not going to be able to tell you Hey, I'm going to get rid of that wrinkle for you. That's a lie. Yeah. Based on, based on skincare, based on skin. There are other things you can do, of course, you know, but if I am consistent and if I do give it time, right. It's like workouts too. Same thing. I cannot get a six pack today. <laughs> I may not ever get a six pack in my entire life, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that I give up. It doesn't mean that I'm not in better shape or physical state of uh, physical health. But that doesn't mean that like, just because I don't mm-hmm. have a six pack. So I would have to say the same thing for skin. Yeah. Just because I have wrinkles doesn't mean that I haven't taken care of my skin the best that I can. That is not healthy. Yeah, there is definitely ways to see someone's skin like that's healthy skin, even mm-hmm. though that's not wrinkle free skin. And so what I would encourage you to do, so for example, for you, Becky, you're actually a very good example because you actually do do something for your face. Mm. You do. (laughs) Yeah. You do take care of it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I would say, yay, that's awesome. You have a routine, you have a habit, 
-hmm. you're committed to that habit. So let's switch up the products so that it's actually potent and doing something for you. So that your time is not quote unquote wasted. I don't like to say that, but I think, you know what I mean? That you're not wasting your efforts and your time because clearly you're willing to dedicate a small amount of time. And it never has to be that much. People think like, it's such a big deal. Like I just don't have the time for that. I'm like, it takes me two minutes to put on all my eye stuff and my face stuff in the morning. It takes yes. me three minutes at night. Cause I actually have to take off the makeup. And so that's five minutes total of my day that I can't put on <laughs> a couple of lotions. If I know exactly what I'm doing and I'm being intentional about the products that I'm doing. I think all of us do. We, we can. And you love doing eyeshadow. So that's great. That's fun. Yes, it is fun. And that's what's so funny is I teach that, you know, like it's a, it is a commitment to the process. So I have the three, the three rules and the three steps, but the, the rule number one is we don't judge. We, we just clear it. So if there's a mess, we don't judge how it got there, how, it, you know, how it doesn't matter how, what you did Absolutely. in the past, we're going to start now. We're just going to start clearing it. Absolutely. Step two and rule two is that we don't cheat. We commit. So we aren't going to find the shortcut. We're not going to try and, you know, hide something when we know it actually has a place to go. We're going to commit to putting it where it needs to go. And then the last is that we don't quit. And we just, if we get tired, we can take a break, but we're always going to come back and finish. So the fact that people are like, well, I just can't put this away. I can't do this right now or whatever. It's I'm just too tired. It's just going to take too much time. Wow. It literally time yourself next time you yep. think it's going to be too long. Yep. Like you just said, I don't like my mother never wore makeup and her, her reason was that she just didn't have time. Yeah. Oh, she didn't want to make time and that's fine. She doesn't have right. to wear makeup. Right. That is not a thing. But I agree. if she wanted to, she could have made the time. Like if right. you want to have your kitchen decluttered, you can make the time. If right. you want your skin to look shiny and healthy and beautiful and, you know, resilient for, in your 90s, you can make the time now. Yep. So it's it's all about how you frame that thought. And it's, you know, what you said, three minutes at night just to just wash your face. Yep doesn't take that much time. And a lot of people I think would say, well, I'm too tired. You know, I've watched TV for six hours and my brain is dead. I think I need to go just straight to bed from the couch. I think that's fine. But <laughs> right. But but we know there are ways around it, right? You brush your teeth. I hope I, I do believe most yeah. people will not give that up. So you right, And I th- believe you talked about this. We make something into a habit. And then pretty mm-hmm. soon it's without a thought, right? I've been doing it since seventh grade. For me, washing my face is like brushing my teeth and taking out my contact lenses. It's just all part of the routine. And we know it gets faster. Let's just say time really is an issue. But we know as we do it more, we get better at it and it becomes faster and faster. And the whole thing with the TV, I have to admit, (laughs) I am guilty of that too, even though I do it. There are a few nights I'm like, I gotta go wash my face and brush my teeth. So do you know how I circumvent that? Before I sit down to watch TV, I do uh-huh. all that ahead of time. Oh, that's smart. So then yeah. so then when I and that eliminates my bad habit of eating in front of the TV mindlessly. Mm-hmm. 
And right. so I, I do do that sometimes as a way to circumvent that whole thought process um, of like, I don't want to feel like doing it. I'm too tired. But the truth is, I, I still make myself do it. But that's me. But yeah. I'm saying a way, a strategy is perhaps to do it all ahead of time before you sit down, because it is comfortable to sit there and watch TV and then just go to bed. Right. I mean, zone out. Yeah. And that's one of those things, like if you catch yourself and you're like, you know, episode three into your binge and you're like, wait a minute, I didn't wash my face. You can either make the decision right then, or maybe you're too tired, but you do have to go, you know, pee or whatever. Yeah. So you're going to end up in the bathroom. Why not yes. take that extra three minutes? Yep. It's not like in the old days when we had to run back for the commercial break to be over. Good <laughs> Lord. Right. We can just pause and our show will be there infinitely. I mean, we That's can so go true. take three minutes to go wash our face I and know. You know, have that out of the way. Yep. So I think you're so on it where people make the excuses and they say all these things that they just, you know, guys take care of your skin, take care of your body like that. It's just, it's, it's important and how we, and it's the same with our homes. And, you know, when we, when we have a bunch of stuff around and you're constantly looking at it and you're very, you know, it's your subconscious is constantly thinking about the things around you. Think about it when you look in the mirror, do you often just look at yourself straight in the mirror and look at your skin and really, really dig into what do I look like? How am I reflecting to other people? I think sometimes when we look in the mirror, this is getting a little deeper, but when we look in the mirror, especially me, sometimes I don't even make eye contact with myself. And I just, I just kind of like glance to see if the hair is in place. Maybe, you know, if the eyeliner is, you know, running down or whatever, but I don't take time to just really look at myself. Yeah. And I think that's an avoidance thing maybe. And that, that can, that can change over time. The more I'm taking care of my skin and the more I'm taking care of myself. And that's the same with our environments. Like a lot of times we just walk right past the pile of laundry, you know, week after week after week. And we avoid it when really it's, it's about self-care. It's about taking care of your, your emotions, your soul, just doing the things that you know are going to make your life better, doing that for yourself. And, and self-respect, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) yeah. yeah. Because if you think about, do I respect and love myself enough to take three minutes to wash my face, brush my teeth, whatever. Could we mm-hmm. use this in an scenario? When your babies were small, could you take three minutes to wipe their butts clean? <laughs> right. And well, and lotion your baby and your toddler right. and brush right. their hair. And that took more than three minutes. Yeah. So something that we so willingly give to our children, we can't give three minutes to ourselves. Yeah. Oh, wow. Did you just hit a spot? Because I think a lot of mothers, especially of young children, do let themselves go because they give all their energy and their effort to their children. Wow. Right. Well, I I think that what happens is a prioritization. 
mm-hmm. that instead of thinking like this becomes the either or versus and right. Oh, I need to not do this for myself in order to prove my love for my <laughs> child, you know, yeah. that yeah. I walk around with spit on my body and that's okay because I am a mother and that's true. You know, mm-hmm. there are certain things that we do sort of, you know, like, let go. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, why does it have to be either you spend time putting your child to bed or spending time three minutes to wash your face and put on your cream. It doesn't have to be either or. It could yeah. be, I'm going to put my kid down to sleep and then I'm going to take three minutes to wash my face or I'm going to do it together so that my daughter can see me, Can I can model this behavior that I myself am important to. Oh, I love that. Yes. So, yeah. you know, I mean, I'm not going to run into parenting, but like my 12 year old <laughs> and my 15 year old son, um, both take care of their skin. Mm-hmm. They've, they've seen it modeled. It's yeah. not a big deal to them. They will do it. You know, my son has acne issues. Um, and so he's actually very motivated to do something about that. My 12 year old daughter just does it because she sees me doing it. She's likes it, w- whatever the case may be. So, um, it sounds very small, but I believe those small things is important to model. I oh, yeah. Especially for girls that mom's important too. moms are oh, allowed yeah. to take care of themselves so that we know that one day when she is a mother that she doesn't always put her own self on the back burner. It's such a small act. And yet such, it means yeah. so much. So good. So good. I, um, I wanted to just run back real quick. Um, because I don't think I quite answered your question. I wanted to bring up two points about makeup. Yes. A mascara. If you haven't used it, it's disgusting. You probably have (laughs) increased risk for eye infection. If it's all throw it out, (laughs) I don't commit to like, and then eyeshadow palettes and blush pad, those can last a little longer as long as your brushes are clean. Um, so that just depends. Like how much do you want to get rid of the stuff? If honestly, if you know, you're not using it, throw it out, but mascara mm-hmm. is definitely one of those things that you should just chuck. Um, what I really want to say about buying things. So for me, I have learned to really constrain and focus for myself and my, uh, my buying, because what happens is I see something new and I'm like, Oh, what's that? I want it. Um, <laughs> and especially for me, one of the things that I, I really pride myself on is with my clients is I have used a lot of stuff in the market. So Mm -hmm. I can tell you about them. And that's why (laughs) I'm the expert. (laughs) Um, But I have now really systematically, like I wanted to try this new um, pigment fading uh, cream that's on the market that's relatively cheaper. And I was like, could this really work? I don't know. I'm dying to try. But I have two other products in my possession right now that's for fading pigment. Um, for, you know, brown spots, liver spots, mm-hmm. or sunspots. And so I said, no, I'm going to finish this. <laughs> this is January. I'm going to finish this. And then I'm going to buy. And the other products, like I said, th- there is a pattern there. Um, I tend to ditch things when I think that it's no longer worthy of my time and I want something new that might be better. So that's definitely one. Yeah. Um, and so those products that have been sitting there for a while, that's, I think probably aren't, um, as fresh. <laughs> so those, those will go on my body. Um, yesterday, I found some mass that is complete, I could just tell like the thing has separates liquidy. I'm just throwing that out. 
Um, And I have to also bring up money because I think some women, when they first hear how much a product costs, there is sticker shock because these are high quality products. No, not $415 eye cream. That's a marketing scam, but um, (laughs) somewhere in between, but you know, it's not Pond's cold cream, which is, you know, $9. And so, yeah. You're right. So, so there is some sticker shock at first when I introduce high quality medical grade products. And, but what I really want to say is these products last 90 days. Mm-hmm. If you break down the cost of like, I have four items in my head, they cost when you first buy it, it's $500. It's, it's no joke. I'm not saying mm-hmm. it's easy. I'm not saying it's not a lot of money. Mm-hmm. If you break it down to daily cost, it's $5 a day. Wow. Yeah. So it's the same thing again. How much you, I mean, you might not, but I know a lot of us do spend money on coffee. Coffee mm-hmm. drinks now in LA are easily seven, $8. Oh yeah. So am I willing to spend $5 on this face? <laughs> that I'm no? going to have for the rest of my life. Right. Or am I going to spend $8 on Starbucks coffee? I mean, or whatever fancy cafe that you go to, fancy cafe is definitely $8, let me tell you, for coffee. Yeah. So when you break it down like that, you're like, oh, well, yeah, of course I'm willing to spend $5 a day on my face. Oh, and by the way, this is probably still more cost effective when I'm being intentional and direct than to buy all these random products that come my way that I hear about that just end up sitting, gathering dust in my cabinet. If my mom had not given me that eye cream, she should have just returned it. I'm not sure why she didn't. That's $415 on one product. Yeah. And I think too, if you're going to put that investment into your products, you're going to be more likely to complete that habit. You're going to want your, like you were saying, your son's motivated. This is motivation. I'm not going to waste this product because I invested money in it. Absolutely. I'm going to take care of me and I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, you know, toss it out after right. a day. So, yeah. yeah. I did this um, little um, Instagram reel thing. I have a tube of lotion. That's $133. I love it. I will not go without it. That's the last thing I will give up, but it's a tube. Thank goodness. Not a pump. So I demonstrate what I do. I cut the top off so mm-hmm. I can dig in, stick a Q-tip in there and get every bit of product possible. <laughs> And I cap it with the cut lid. I have this whole thing on how to do it on my Instagram reel because I was like, I am not letting a single drop of that go to waste. I am cutting this tube. I'm digging my fingers in, sticking Q-tips, whatever I need to do to get that last bit of product out. That's too funny. Yep. Yeah. I would be doing the same thing. (laughs) Right. And that's okay, right? Because we know, we understand the value and we know that it's good. And so absolutely, I we should take yeah. advantage of that. It's kind of like, would you rather buy one good product versus 10 crappy ones? You're spending the same amount of money. Yep. Might as well, you know, do the one that's going to work. So I yep. love it. Awesome. Well, since you were talking about Instagram, how can we find you so that we can go out and follow you on the Instagram and whatever else you have out oh, there? Oh, wonderful. Yes. You can follow me on Instagram at coaching with Lee. Um, I'm offering a free webinar or a video. I think I alluded to that earlier and it's titled the three things I should be putting on my face. And so I go through the three ingredients that are actually 
the absolute essential. The truth is, if you do that, you're you're pretty good already. Um, yeah. I would say as a baseline to start. And as um, and so as part of that webinar, I also offer um, a skincare product audit. Oh, nice. So we will go through all of the products that you're currently using, the ones that you have hidden underneath in the <laughs> area, and the ones that are maybe in the wings that are fully packaged. And you're like, I haven't opened that yet. I don't know where I'm going to use this. So we go through, I go through all of that. We go through it together. We discuss what is your goal here? What are some things that you want to address and you're hoping to see improvements? And then we keep the products that are good. We ditch the ones by ditching it on our knees or our neck or our elbows, <laughs> your pond's cold cream. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then, and then whatever. So then we see what's standing and where are the gaps. And from there, I'll recommend products to fill in the gaps to meet your skin goals. So those are the things that I offer, but I think a great place to start really is to just follow me on Instagram and okay. to um, get my download, my uh, free video. Yeah. I think that's fantastic. And I think this will help a lot of people really like focus in on the things they need and not buy a lot of fluffy stuff. That's just going to like give them that 10 second high that isn't going to do anything for them. And that will right there eliminate so much clutter in your bathroom and in your daily routines. So, wow. I loved this so much. Lee, is there anything else you want to tell us right now or Give us a, give us your last statement of farewell. Tell us what sure. else you have to say. Um, it's never too late to start. Never. Awesome. Yep. Be intentional about what you're using. Don't be mm -hmm. just haphazardly putting stuff on your face. Um, I teach also people how to read labels. So be a good discerning consumer. And yeah. at first, I think when people hear that, like, oh, my God, have you seen a label? There's like a million other things I can't pronounce. Um, <laughs> and so there's just certain key things that you look for. And that's all you really need. And where that is in the ingredient label as far because that will tell you how much of it is in there, relatively mm -hmm. speaking to other ingredients. And that's all you really need to know. Um, and then as as you get more sophisticated and you want to add more stuff, there's always more stuff to add, let me tell you. Um, and so th that's something that you, you know, that we can do together that you can do. Be careful of the TikTok and social media influencers. Sometimes they are paid by whatever mm -hmm. they are promoting. I am not. Um, I am not biased mm -hmm. in that way. I'm not affiliated with any particular company. So I'm happy to see if there's like something that's only $10. That's great as something that's $100. So like your Neutrogena, by the way, your Neutrogena that um, the mm -hmm. eye makeup remover, yeah. what they were copying or whatever, Lancome has um, a version of that that's like $60, $70. Oh. And yep. so in this scenario, <laughs> I'd be like, good job. Use the Neutrogena one. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But the Pond's cold cream, Becky, we're going to have to have a talk. Okay. Okay. Darn. <laughs> I literally just bought like the biggest one you can buy. So that's fun. <laughs> my knees are going to look fantastic for the rest of my life now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. And your heels too. And my heels. <laughs> Too funny. Well, Lee, thank you so much. This has been fantastic. I'm sure my audience and all the host listeners out there have really enjoyed this. And guys, go out there, follow Miss Lee. Again, what's your Instagram handle? What is that? Coaching with Lee. Coaching with Lee. And that's, and that's L-I. Yes, that's an L-I. Yes. Yes. 
Perfect. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for being here, Lee. It's been fantastic talking to you today. Thank you so very much. Thank and you. I'm I happy to will... be here. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. Until next time, we'll see you later. Bye. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for listening to the Host Lady Podcast. I am so happy you took time today to change your life for the better. If you or someone you love really struggles with the daily habit of resetting your home, your struggle is almost over. I am so excited to announce that we are about to launch an online course that is going to help you stop cleaning and start living. To learn more, visit thehostlady.com slash get started to get on my mailing list. You don't want to miss this. Until next time, let's get to it.